This baseball is back edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. Plus, deposit this week and get a free $10 MLB futures bet. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also teaming up with the All Things Comedy Network to run back the 2019 NFL playoffs via Madden Sims and give it away $10,000 in my bookie credits. The championship game, the symbol is this Saturday night and we're doing a $500 squares pool. All you got to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/squares for all the details. sportsgamblingpodcast.com/squares. Finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to 6 weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Hey everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. I'm just merched out right now. You are. You're Feel, rocking the SGP the hoodie, little under armor topped classic. off with the uh, odds shark hat. I'm uh, I'm rocking, I'm rocking a uh, Sixers shirt. My brother uh, just got me for my birthday. Oh, that's cute. Yes, you and, guys. Uh, you guys get together and and coordinate your new sport fandom. <laughs> uh, my brother is a legit Sixers fan, and I'm a I'm an on again, off again bandwagon a Sixers okay. fan. But really, we're here to talk about baseball, America's game. We I, I don't know a ton about baseball, but that's why we have experts. That's why we have a sports gambling podcast network, Kramer, so we can Wait. bring on some people. So I'm not here to break down the Hungarian Grand Prix <laughs> from the Formula One race over the weekend, Sean. Well, you can. I'm really it. getting into the you know. Shout, out, out, shout out to Danny Rick. Nah, it's bullshit. The same cars win every time. I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> to get into it. I, I kind of it's interesting, but it's also not interesting. Anyway, baseball. Speaking of things interesting and not interesting at the same time, baseball's back. Of course, it seems like no fans in the stands. And I was watching a little bit of these exhibition games. It is kind of sweet to hear the crack of the bat. Yeah, the echo. Echo in the empty stadium. It's it's kind of a cool sidebar. It's the first sport so far where it's gotten better. Like that same echo and fighting is awkward. Yeah, that same uh, emptiness in a basketball arena. You just hear more squeaking of the shoes. I'm not sure it's as interesting. Football is going to be a little weird, but baseball <laughs> just mic'd up all the players. Well, it's, it's like when we do the college football sims, and they're just going over over our. Uh, Sean, broadcast. you don't want to know what goes on in the bottom of those piles. <laughs> well, I think we're going to hear it come uh, NFL time. But MLB is back. It's uh, I, I will definitely be following it at oh, least yeah. for the next six calendar days until the NBA <laughs> tips off. <laughs> but why not? Why not? We got the ten dollar free play. Of course, mybookie.ag promo mm. code SGP. Will we each be giving away our ten dollar free play oh, mega yes. whale play? We will. We'll Wait. throw it in. It's a baby it's fucking the, wheel, it's man. It's the mybookie ten dollar mega whale free play. I like that. A lot of lot of words crowbarred in there, but of course. And my bookie, 100% deposit bonus. They're back, baby. 100% deposit bonus. And of course, Saturday night, the symbol. Symbol. The end of uh, the football tournament. We got that. We're doing the football tournament Friday night, Saturday night, closing it out with all things comedy, seeing who's going to get 10,000 my bookie credits. And then we have a $500 completely cash prize. Sean. I got the PayPal account loaded up, ready to give it away. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to get your chance at the squares pool. It's filling up, so make sure you get that in there. I have I have early reports that we well, first of all, it's gonna be a fun day because we won't even know the spread of the symbol until minutes no. before. But I I've I'm told. I'm told we may we may have first touchdown props. Oh my god. I'm oh also god. told that if there's anything else we can think of. 
that they can figure out. They're willing to go out there. So we got to do a little brainstorming. But first touchdown will be on the table for hashtag Dejans only the symbol and maybe even the championship games. That's gonna be awesome. And Saturday, <laughs> AFC mean, Championship, NFC, and then the symbol. First, we bring you Sims and we change the universe. Yes. Then we bring you player props for the Sims. Player props are it's it's another added bonus, another level of degeneracy. And honestly, sometimes the player props end up being a little bit more fun. What do you mean a little the, bit more fun? <laughs> it does feel like the Super Bowl because the symbol, you're gonna have a square, assuming you know how to go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash squares. You're gonna have five or six uh prop bets, and you're gonna yeah. have, of course, a parlay on the team and the total. What it allows you to do is no typically you come into a game and you have that one position going into the game, and then maybe you're gonna dabble in the day trading live market. Yes. But now with the props, it lets you build all these other vectors where you have you're almost like playing the arbitrage, you're playing the puts and the calls, and you're out there shorting and buying, and it brings the intensity to the Sims. And I'll be honest. I was getting a little sim fatigue as the mm. sim creator myself. I was getting fatigued. I was getting bored with these peasants, with these these mere mortals. But then the player props brought me back, Sean. Yes, like true addicts, you got to spice ah, things up yikes. to keep it going. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely like a finger or two in the ass. <laughs> that is a disgusting act. Perfect, uh, perfect way to get the baseball podcast going. Us getting jacked about simulated football, but we're here. We're talking baseball. AFC training camp episode okay. was the one we just taped. NFC training camp will drop after this one. Yeah, but we're here. We're gonna talk. What do you what do you call it? America's game, America's, America's pastime. pastime. They don't even say America's sport because they know it's a pastime. It's a leisurely activity. Yeah. I I got uh, me and the wife who's a big Dodgers fan. We got. I'm. I'm. I have a couple of brats from the brat stop that I'll be growing up. Mm. She's got her veggie dogs and gonna sit down watch Opening the Dodgers. Day. Yeah, watch the Dodgers Giants. We're not doing a sim uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. So yeah. perfect time to actually watch an entire baseball game, front to beginning. And uh, I, I think now is a perfect time. Front to beginning is something I've never heard before, Sean. Well, front beginning to end. <laughs> when when you're hyped up about uh, baseball, when you got baseball fever, you know what it was making me think of breaking in your glove. Now yeah. I remember many a, a year as a little league player, I would get a, I would get a new baseball glove for Easter and then you got to break it in. And one of the moves was you get that, like whatever that leather conditioning mm, is, put a ball in it and then put that underneath your mattress and then sleep on yep. it as a great way to break in the glove. And it reminded me of uh, you know, one of my, I think my 10 year old birthday, I was a big uh, white Sox fan growing up because okay. living in Colorado, we had WGN and that was, we just saw every white Sox game. I loved hearing the guy, uh, the announcer just go, you can put it on the board. Yes. A, Frank it, Thomas was a, just a, a giant. Uh, as we know, a guy who has no problem with tons of testosterone and just jacking dingers after dingers. He was so fun to watch. And I have a starting lineup, Frank Thomas, and at the time I was going to open it up, but then I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm not going to play with it because I want to keep it in the original packaging. Oh, look at you for someday. Look this will be you. a huge asset. And uh, I oh. think it's still worth $15. So huge a little bit asshole of a bummer. move. I have, I have a whole crate of asshole things that I saved. Otherwise well, known. I have a complete set Fleer 1991 complete set in the packaging, in the wrapper. You think it's worth anything? A complete Fleer set, every card in the box, sealed, never opened. Could it possibly be worth anything? I think cards, uh, they were like uh, the beanie babies of our generation, where they just, uh, all our dads told us, like, oh, hey, hang on to your cards, because every dad yeah, had My mother start, took them away, and I had a Mickey Mantle, yeah, a Joe grand. DiMaggio rookie card. And that's why they were valuable, because no one had them. And then we yeah. all, our generation, heard all those stories. Yep. We bought a shitload of pogs. Now they're probably pogs. worth about the same. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I was Freudian getting to slip. that. They're probably worth the same amount as actual pogs. My, my uh, Mike Piazza rookie card. That was my big score before Tom Brady. I had this very special drew Bledsoe card. That was like super rare. It was worth like $800. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be my retirement one day. <laughs> it's now worth like $8. Yeah. Fucking hate cards. It. Not a great investment. You know, what it is betting baseball over mm -hmm. at my bookie.ag. Joining us on the line, baseball expert, baseball insider for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Will Mormon. Will, how excited are you that baseball is back? 
Man, I, I think uh, excitement excited is an understatement. I do believe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. America baseball. Well, and, and uh, first time we're having you on the podcast, you've oh. uh, uh, published a bunch of articles over at sports gambling podcast.com. But uh, yeah, give people a little background. Like uh, I, I think everyone will notice immediately your accent. Where, where are you calling from? And uh, yeah, kind of a little background. You know, I'm from the great state of Mississippi, been a Mississippi state fan my whole life, which is real fitting. Uh, you know, seeing as how everyone's honorary uh, bulldog fans now. Oh yeah. Also been a huge uh, Cubs fan, surprisingly, even though I'm down here in the South, you know, oh. uh, just love sports. So you, that's what I was going to say. You avoided the uh, chipper Jones generation. Cause uh, I, I would imagine the people about 10 years older than you were in love with chipper Jones. Everyone in the South loves chipper Jones. Well, you know, he was uh, my favorite team growing up. Like I, I enjoyed watching Derek Lee and Aramis Ramirez with the, uh, oh, and nice. you know, of course they had Kerry Wood, Carlos Zambrano, Mark Pryor, you know, the, uh, the earliest two thousands Cubs. They were just so fun to root for. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's talk baseball bets. Uh, of course, uh, my bookie has a uh, $10 free future bet. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of the limb oh, and just it. throw it there. Put it on the Philadelphia oh, Phillies. Look at you. Thirty-five to one. It's <laughs> it's it's a homer play for sure. But in this sixty-game shortened season, you never know. I, yeah, at thirty-five to one, they they have some decent bats in there. Their, their pitching's not horrible. And I mean, you look at the former uh, champs, the Nationals. They're they're not that far off at twenty to one. So I, I think they'll be in the mix there. And again, sixty-game season. Just all you got to do is get get hot at the right time, which is the start of the season. They say small sample size make diamonds. Exactly. What are you doing with your ten dollar free bet, Kramer? What's the future you like? I I mean, I I was gonna I was gonna be a homer too, but in the in the in the absence, the Yankees are three seventy five though. That's not fun. Come on. Well, they're they're such a great team this year. I'm just I'm so (laughs) into the Yankees this year. Yeah, I mean, don't the Yankees? This is the ultimate time to take someone that isn't the Yankees. Yes, because as a Yankee fan, what's happened recently, basically ever since Jeter left, I told you my heart died with Jeter. So uh, they don't have the heart. I don't see it. I'm I'm more convinced that the football coach is the all, the real judge of New York now. Uh, so if I'm looking to zig a little bit and take another team, I might look to the American League market, and I might look. To a team, I wish the Minnesota Twins had longer odds because they sh- surely would be fun. I don't like the idea of taking the Rays, but if I go a little bit further down, why not the Cleveland Indians at fourteen to one? Mm. I get it. Y- you might like the White Sox. Uh, I don't, and more importantly, I just think anytime you have it, th- the Astros. There's a lot of reasons things could go wrong there. The Yankees, there's always something going wrong there. So my, t- I'm putting my ten smackers. Sorry, the ten dollar mega whale free play. There you go, on the Cleveland Indians at fourteen to one. Well, in honor of well, Colby's major league hat, the World Series odds, the latest odds over at my bookie, they're twenty five to one right now, Kramer. So there uh, you go. But I'm going for the American League. Oh, I'm you're not just getting having, greedy. Okay, you you're playing it safe. I'm playing it safe. Will, what are you looking at in the futures market already? What's what's jumping off your board here? Well, you know, as far as the American League is concerned, I really don't see but one team that is really far ahead of everybody, and that's the New York Yankees. Oh, don't you say know, it that. May, it, it may be cliche, you know, but I mean, they're uh, that team is just super talented from top to bottom, pitching staff, hitting. It, it's it's tough to picture a world where they're not winning the American League. But uh, the NL side, I feel like it's a little bit more wide open. I'm not as high on the Dodgers as many are. I just, I think they're due for a, a bad run. And as you mentioned with the shortened season, you know, anything can really happen. I, I, I'm really big on the Braves this year. I, they're 12 to one. But uh, if you're really looking to throw something down a rabbit hole and just take a long shot, I like the <laughs> Brewers at 33 to one. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. All right. That, that can't be too far from Kenosha. Shout out to the Brat Stop. Shout I'm sure they're the uh, Stop. they're big uh, Brewer fans as well. And uh, any other any other futures you like as far as division odds stuff like that? Um, well, not really. Not besides uh, those two teams right there to win their respectable divisions. Uh, the Atlanta's uh, plus one seventy five to win the East, which I can see why with the Phillies and Mets. But I, I just don't think that uh, the Phillies and Mets are quite there. 
How and dare then the Brewers, you? Then the Brewers to win the Central. I, I really like that one because uh, I, I'm not even sure why they're not the favorite here or why Cincinnati's getting as much credit as they are. Sure, Cincinnati's improved, but I don't think they've improved that much. Milwaukee won 100 games last year, or was or close to it, was it with uh, without Yelich for 100 games? So it's hard to ignore that. Yeah, I mean, Sean. The the tricky part, I think, with baseball is that you do like a a sixty game sample size is tiny, and I am curious in a sport that is probably the most beautiful sport when it comes to the data and analytics because you have such a large sample size. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see because there's a lot of players who just flat out start cold every year, right? Like they play themselves into shape, and sure, the temperature is gonna be a bit different, but. I'm. Uh, I, I really do like. It's got to make you want to take the non-favorites. Because yeah, will so uh, isn't that the biggest enemy of the Yankees? The fact that the season's only sixty <laughs> games long. Well, will you're going to be doing our daily MLB no. uh, free picks over at SportsGamblingPodcast.com and and make sure you you follow Will as well on Twitter. Bball Betting One Hundred and One, uh, and he's going to be every day giving a uh, whole bunch of uh, free picks. On our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. What do you uh, are are you factoring that in on how have you adjusted your baseball strategy from previous years to this year when it comes to breaking down the season? Well, you know, from a long term scale, I kind of look at that a little bit more, especially with win totals, because uh, a a great example of a team that can just get hot is uh, the Nationals last year. You know, they they caught a little momentum and then rode that all the way to the World Series, but. as far as uh, individual games, I really don't pay attention too much to uh, you know anything other than what they've been doing, say the past five or so games once the season's underway. Because I've noticed baseball can tend to get a little streaky, and as they always say, streaks are meant to be broken. Yeah, exactly. So you look to fade the streaks instead of uh, instead of riding the streaks. We got a we got a pretty full slate coming up Thursday and Friday. As baseball returns, what are your uh, what are your early best bets here as far as just in game? And do you lean more towards run line, uh, or do you just do the straight money line? Do you like to bet the totals? Can, or I, can you, I take a guess? Sure, I, I'm going to guess a sophisticated man like Will. He's probably a first five guy. Yes, that's always an option as well. My book is a ton of the first five betting lines. I, I know people like that because then you don't have to factor in the bullpen the Sean. relief pitching. You're just betting that starting pitcher. Well, assuming he gets out of the, uh, out yeah. of those first five innings, but what's your um, for these first couple of games, what are you looking at early? That's really jumping out at you. Well, as far as the early games are concerned, you know, uh, the, the first game of the year is the nationals and the Yankees and uh, the nationals are, are going to regress. And I, I I've been preaching this. I love the Yankees run line minus one and a half plus one thirty. Mm. It's a juicy price there for what uh, should be a bloodbath. So to speak, I, Scherzer's pitching for the nationals and he looked horrible in spring training, summer, summer camp, whatever they're calling it this year. And, uh, yeah, it just the Yankees bats are going to get to him. Can I can I tell you though? That I actually looked at the same thing because I I have been doing a little reading around baseball, and uh, the the total of seven and a half suggests that two studs, two two absolute studs, are going against each other. And this might be an area where like the bats are surely going to be ahead of the arms, right? Well, that that's a that was that's a great transition. To uh, me, question, like I'm playing a lot of overs early. Question to Will: Yeah, I know in NFL I'm going to be leaning to unders because defense usually ahead of the offense when it comes to football. Do you have a uh, a lean as far as overs unders just in general here early while they're still figuring things out? Well, I tend to uh, lean to the over in baseball almost always if I really don't have a feel. Just because it seems like uh, most teams don't have very good bullpens, the bullpen depth's just not there, and and uh, you know things get shaky when you start getting into the pen. Yeah, I, 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 my, my theory, and this, this maybe I'll, do, I'll do this, but I might blind, blind play every over for the first, <laughs> the first weekend. Hashtag You know what? Let's as an experiment, let's do this. So Thursday through Sunday, we'll yes. call it. How many games is that? Uh, I don't know. Fifteen, right? I'm 16? playing every. I'm playing every over. Mark All it right, down. Lock it Mark up. it down. Now, of course, uh, you, you like the Yankees there on Thursday. What about the I like Friday? That plus one thirty run. Line. Oh, dude, juicy. Yankees. Real D Gen move. Yeah. 
what about uh what about Friday? We got Braves Mets. Of course, Phillies are hosting the Marlins. You can just chalk that up as a victory. Phillies minus 200 on the money line. Nola on the bump. I like him. Yep, like him and and I'm sure we'll be talking about him in our fantasy segment. We got coming up next with our boy Chris Giordani. But uh walk us through that Friday slate. Any any games jumping out at you, Will? Uh yeah, uh, spoiler alert. I'm going to have a quite a few best bets on this uh, full nice. slate. I, it looks really good to me. Uh, the, the opening game for the day, which is the Braves and Mets. I love the Braves. I'm not sure why they're underdogs. I sure, sure. DeGrom may be pitching for the Mets, but at the same time, DeGrom can't carry the team himself. He can't get out there and bat too, especially with, with the universal DH this year. And meanwhile, Soroka has been, well, I can't say he has been this year, but he, he was last year really good for the Braves, and I think he's going to have another great year. Yeah, and that's another good point as to why you should just lean overs. The universal DH that's got to help the overs, and maybe those yeah. those the totals aren't adjusted yet to factor in that uh, that adjustment. So you so you like the uh, you like the Braves there in the opening Friday night game. What other uh, what I other like that day baseball ten ten a.m. Oh hell yeah! Put up the the pass on the computer. Get some action going all day. What else you like uh, Friday night there? Uh, well, you you got the Detroit Tigers going on the road to face the Reds, and uh, you know I, I mentioned the Reds earlier. I don't think they're going to be as good as everybody thinks they are, but Detroit is going to be horrible. Mm. The, the the Cincinnati run line is one and a half at plus one ten. I love that play right there. Ooh. I wish I could get a little bit more of a price on there because the Reds bats can be a little shaky, but Sonny Gray is a hell of a pitcher. And and one of the things, and, and you know, big big uh, big time, uh, Sonny Gray fan. He's been on a couple of fantasy teams of mine. He, uh, the one thing I'm noticing is it seems like the book is n- not willing to throw road teams in as the favorite, with the exception of the Yankees. You understand why big betting market. With the exception of the Yankees, none of these uh, road teams who could who you're kind of calling out. Why aren't they favored? Are being favored? I wonder if the books are just hesitant right now. To give any sort of road love like that, because typically that that's an area where it, I mean, the, there's a three what three games here where there's probably 25 cents of of of, of value, and even if you throw in the Twins, who are a very short road favorite, um, in a what appears to be a, a a nice a nice positive EV situation for them, as they say. Well, yeah, and that, and that's something to just factor in big picture here with no fans in the stands. Now baseball a sport where there's not normally a huge home field advantage but obviously you know the park they the lineup they can they put out well you know they're going to play certain nah, it's hitters all about et the camera placement yeah. uh, for looking at the <laughs> that's really what the home field advantage in baseball is but right? yeah and now the Astros they're really it's going to be so quiet you're going to be able to hear them banging on the trash can so that's they're really not going to benefit from the no fans in the stands oh shit well have you factored in the no fans at all with your handicapping Oh, well, you know, I don't think that'll make much of a difference. If anything, it may make for maybe uh, a more over slightly just because they'll be a little bit more focused, you know, less uh, distractions. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Again, all just leaning. Well, yeah, I mean, the crowd helps the pitcher, right? Like that objectively crowd noise is going to, to me, I feel Distra- like the, it would distract the hitter. I would think, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, like the, the crowd, like when the Yankees were in their heyday, the crowd was at its nastiest when the pitcher was on the mound and it, it just, it, it was just devastating to the hitter. So yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting angle. It's more like batting practice, a lot more, a lot more focus. Like I said, I'm, I did, I committed, I'm playing every over. Yeah, no, I mean the more we're at first when you said that, I was like, oh, Kramer's just <laughs> Kramer's just a, a square, just going all in on the overs. But now that we're laying out the case, when you talk about the universal DH, you talk about no fans, you talk about hitting, maybe being ahead of pitching, who you know, pitching is they're notorious kind of like babies, very methodical with their routines and everything, even more so than the hitters. Yeah, it just keeps uh adding up uh to uh just lay some wood on some overs. All right, well, before we let you go, any sort of crazy parlays, long shot, give us your like w- wildest kind of craziest bet you have for the season or maybe for this uh this upcoming Thursday Friday slate. Oh, well, I'll, I'll throw out I got two long uh, long kind of long shot props I'll mm. throw out there for the people. Uh, most home runs Pete Alonso 10 to 1. Like it. And then uh Kershaw 15 to 1 for the NL Cy Young. Oh, really? 15 to one. 
That seems uh, that seems low, and of course, Cy Young is a regular season <laughs> award. That's right. That's Perfect. Kershaw's wheelhouse, yeah. and uh, the limited season, less chances for him to fuck it up. I like the angle there, Will, and uh, looking forward to be to playing your daily MLB picks over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure you give Will a follow on Twitter at bballbetting101. Before he goes, I want to hear him. I want to hear a prediction, a best bet percentage prediction. Ooh, oh, that, and that's the other thing. Call your shot, young fella. We also, uh, I also told Will that if he hits over, oh, are we bountying? Yes, I, yes. I, I let him know that if he hits over. Fifty percent. I think I originally said a couple hundred, but let's make it oh. five hundred oh. bucks. Will if you have if you hit over fifty percent of your best bets, we'll throw in a five hundred bonus for you doing the picks. Where do you see yourself landing at with the uh, best bet percentage? Well, last season I, I think I landed uh, around about in fifty the fifty seven fifty eight percent range. Shouldn't be a it problem. Was, it, was, it was a profitable year, and I, I think it'll be the same. Oh. I'm pretty. I, I tend to try to avoid juice as much as I can in baseball, but you know, sometimes laying the juice is the best thing for you. Yeah. Take that glass of juice. All right. Well, will good luck on your quest to, uh, <laughs> to rack up some cash here. And again, head over to sports You'll see that weekly ML or daily MLB picks page. Follow will on Twitter. Will appreciate it. And uh, good luck out there in the baseball market. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. It's been fun. Oh yeah. Baseball's back. And that means uh, betting on baseball's back. If you ever thought about starting your own sports book, now is the time. You don't have to know anything about running a, a website, setting up the sports book, even setting the lines. Ace per head takes care of all that for you. All you have to do is just go to aceperhead.com slash S G P aceperhead.com slash S G P. Use that link. Get up to six weeks free. Ace is pretty awesome. They have live betting, amazing mobile experience, top-notch customer support. You can't beat Ace. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. Joining us on the line, DFS expert, fantasy baseball, fantasy football. He does it all for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Chris Giordani. Chris, baseball's back, man. How you feeling? I am stoked, Sean. <laughs> How are you guys both doing? As amped as I am. Well, and again, normally <laughs> I definitely fall in the uh, uh, who gives a shit? It's baseball. But now because of COVID, I'm all in. I got a I got a DFS lineup ready to go. I got some futures bets in. I'm uh, you know, I feel like a kid again. Where I'm looking forward to opening day. I got some plans. I got some beer. I got, I already have my food planned out for tomorrow. Night. I think it's hilarious that you have plans for opening day, Sean. I know I, it's first time in forever, but I know, I know Chris, you're, you're a diehard baseball guy regardless. So uh, yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you doing right now? As far as prep, did you, did you lay out some future stuff already? Well, in terms of like futures bets, I haven't gone that route yet, but the DFS side of things, I've been trying to get situated with like reverse engineering my sheets from uh, last season and things like that and carrying those over. But besides that, just looking at all the player movement everywhere and just the more I do it, the more stoked I'm getting as I, as I go and to be able to build out my first uh, five man stack since Korean baseball that I was covering for sports gambling. <laughs> It's a nice, it's a nice little pivot, you know. Yeah, and so. and I was I uh, you wrote up an awesome article breaking down all the uh, opening weekend hitters, uh, pitchers, and stacks. I I'm you know again dabbling in the uh, baseball oh. DFS, but I didn't realize you can do like a any lay and Chris does a good job laying these out, but you can do like a five player stack essentially in these. DFS lineups and it's what, like it's like playing a section of the roulette wheel, Sean. Yeah, exactly. I like that angle. Instead of quarterback receiver, you're going pitcher. Uh, it's and the then same a couple principle. Of the, yeah, exactly. Which it, it it makes sense if you like that team. You think they're going to run up the score? Uh, why not? Why not load up on them? Have you done any sort of adjustments? We're we're on the sixty game slate, playing in front of no fans, and you know, very odd, weird um, preseason setup. Have you done any adjustments factoring that in to your handicapping or DFS prepping? 
Not to this point. I've just been rolling on the excitement hinge as if no, nothing ever stopped since last season, erasing the past like five months of my brain or so. But <laughs> beyond that, uh, honestly, not taking anything into consideration besides obvious people who have uh, either been out for injury or had the all of last season in that case actually to take off if their surgery happened to be perfectly time. So they had all that time off and now they're going into this as opposed to opting into a late surgery. And now they're having to, you know, rush circumstances or whatever the case might be. But uh, in terms of uh, stacking wise with this sport, one thing that I, I have to say that really is magnified about stacking with this compared to if you do implement that strategy with like NFL, for example, is it's not just like quarterback sharing points with hopeful receiver a and, and and then you get that benefit or anything this is you want to reach uh, realistically when possible for the five man stack because of just the snowball of points that yeah you know, obviously you have to get the right players that are going to go off supposedly but it, one guy will bat in another guy who will you, you load the bases ideally and someone brings them all in you have all them it's just a slew of points and it's a hell of a lot of fun when it happens for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward for you guys to uh, actually get to dig into, you know, some enjoyment with this stuff this season. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Kramer, well, any, any, it, uh, any DFS thoughts before we get, get going here and start tossing out of the lineup? Uh, well, from, from my, I mean, I, I think the stack, it's fun to stack. It's fun to try to figure out which part of the lineup or which team's going to, going to go off. But I, I think to me, like my, from my experience, I feel like the biggest thing is that you got to get your pitchers, right? If you don't get your pitchers, mm. right, it seems like it's pretty hard to, to do any sort of damage. That is very correct. And I mean, looking at trying to peg rather uh, ownership uh, leading up to slates is also pretty crucial. If you have that ability to either just, you know, playing the, even if you're not paying for a subscription anywhere, just seeing the social media game for the day and seeing who people are all over and just kind of, that made me a lot of money uh, last season, just hedging against one shitty popular pitcher uh, one day, which worked out. And that's all it takes. Sometimes when there's that much leverage up top, you know, those bats on the opposing side aren't going to be there in that case. So something to keep in mind when you're making stacks. And if you think you've got an edge on the field and where they're resting their, their odds. Well, Sean, you, you love to zig. Yeah. Big uh, when, zig the, when, the, when everyone else zags, I mean, it's, or it's am a, I zagging when everyone else is zigging, you know, a lot to get through there. <laughs> oh. Well, and, and, and this is uh, one final question before we actually toss out these lineups here. In NFL, one of uh, an easy way to like start when you're breaking down the 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 DFS slate is to look at the team total. So you say like, oh, okay, this is a very in the NFL game, like let's say it's a 56 point total. Okay, I'm gonna kind of look yeah. at those guys first because the the book is already telling you they expect that to be a high scoring game. Can you apply a similar principle to baseball? Is there any thing you can garner from the betting lines, whether it's the, the money line, the totals, whatever that you then use in your DFS handicapping. Oh, most definitely uh, over unders uh, taking that into consideration coupled with park factors, somewhere like Coors field, a lot of humidity. It would be somewhere else. Any, any of those parks that are going to elevate the launch of the ball. I would be all over that. You'll immediately see that once you shift over to the betting lines, uh, you'll see the overs drastically different from other more standard parks and, and those over unders getting into double digits. Obviously owner ownership is going to be a factor in that case. And you, you have to pick sides when it does come to a course field day. So, uh, so they call it and which side of that. Cause I've seen, you know, the opposing side go in and smash it but their pitcher still gets them there somehow. Very, very unlikely most often in that place. But that's one of the things that I, I do like to incorporate from betting lines. Absolutely. As well as player props, player props are huge. Uh, just looking at number of hits uh, for in a game for said player and just kind of going book to book for, with that. And then comparing where you see pricing at on a given player on your chosen site. It's, it's quite beneficial. Yeah, I, I I would say you kind of touched on it early, but if you're gonna play DFS, especially baseball, it feels like you got to be getting the data. You got to be paying for the data, uh, whether it's the ownership data. It just feels like you need to you need to get access to that because it's not just about getting the right guys; it's about going against the 
going contrarian. contrarian. I mean, that's that's always the winning strategy. Hashtag show me the data. All right, let's do it, Chris. Why don't you kick things oh. off? And again, uh, for uh, full transparency, a lot of my players I did pull from Chris's uh, <laughs> from Chris's article. So again, if you're saying I'm copying some of Chris's picks, you're absolutely right. Because uh, why pay for oh. why pay for extra data when we got our in-house fantasy guy doing the legwork for us, Kramer? That's my motto. All right, let's kick things off. What do you got as your first pitcher, Chris? Well, on that note, uh, I feel like we may may be sharing one of these here, but uh, I can't help myself. Shane Bieber from the Cleveland mm. Indians wrote him up in my article. He had a fantastic year last year. Just and he seems to get better every year. But he was fourth place in AL Cy Cy Young Award finalist. Um, and the numbers were there. The whip 1.13, uh, 9.77 case per nine. He he's something else. And he has had his games where he can be a bit wild. And sometimes those do actually come at home, but he really put it together last year. And I think he's going to keep rolling with that this year. And he has a great opponent in the, the Royals. So Sean, as you know, I stay in the bubble. I don't listen to anything else. I don't read anything else because I want to have my own opinion. Yeah. And I already told you earlier on the podcast, how I like the Indians as a sleeper play well, and, uh, to win the AL and will was throwing them out as well earlier. Well, I, I started my DFS lineup with the starting pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. And you know, also I'm glad Chris stole all my sweet nuggets about him. Like he was fourth <laughs> in the Cy Young voting uh, 10,300 Mr. Bieber himself. I, I want a little cheaper option. And this guy uh, also Can't plays get the pictures wrong. Sean. Also play for the Phillies. <laughs> Give me Aaron Nola oh, at home against the Marlins oh, only 9,100. The Marlins suck. That's my analysis. And uh, Nola 18.4 fantasy points per game. That sounds good. As well as his 1.27 whip. That's all I got. Chris, what are you doing for your second pitcher? So I did pivot from the article on this one and uh, <laughs> I went with second year guy, Chris Paddock uh, out of San Diego. He had a hell of a rookie year. He, of course, naturally uh, like most rookies, he had his share of a couple of shaky games. And besides that, he steamrolls his opponents and re has really been a breath of fresh air for the Padres. I mean, he, averaged uh, about 26 or so fantasy points towards the end of the the year on DraftKings last year and also on top of it he had a sub one whip which was quite something for for a rookie going out there and putting a lousy team prior on his shoulders and now they they have a little bit of promise actually with him leading the pack Kramer well I, I'm I, I went uh, I went off the reservation did a little bit of homework here and anytime I see a guy working on his craft during covid. Mm found some videos online. He's been working on his grip like guys that are working on their grip. We saw big Ben he's back after uh, admitting he had a, well, he's got, he's put too much time in on his grip. That's why, uh, that's why he blew out his elbow. Well, uh, again, working on your grip. It's important. Kyle Hendricks, very low price here. 7,400 at home going against the brewers who will did like as a, a, a potential winner of that division and maybe even winner of the pennant, but yeah, Hendricks. I like a guy. I, I always used to love when I was really into baseball, especially fantasy baseball. The best thing you can read about someone is they're coming in and their curveballs moving like it's never moved before. And they feel good about it. Yeah. And he's saying, he's saying that and people are seeing the movement. So let's go, let's go with Hendricks cheap option, but maybe he gets something done here. I know the, the C Chris would tell me the ceiling's pretty low here, but that's okay. I needed the money elsewhere. I also went cheap on pitcher, which I've learned recently. That's not a good thing to do. <laughs> However, now this is a guy you normally probably wouldn't start. He's only $7,100. Mm. He's at home. He's the opening day starter for the Boston Red Sox. Oh. Nathan. Oh, wow. Eovaldi. Hold on. And he's I, playing. He's going up against a 54 win Orioles team oh, at no. home. That to me is a, as a way, maybe you can sneak a little uh, value. Maybe I'm risking it by, he, by going cheap on pitcher His ERA, his whip, not good. He However, has shown a severe allergy to the strike zone at times. Yeah. But again, this is a big, this is opening day for the red Sox. I think there's a big spot for him. I think yeah. he's going to show up and Baltimore. The Orioles have just been dog shit. So uh, I, I'm, that's kind of my angle there. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about that angle on uh, Eovaldi? Am I crazy? Not entirely. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> That's all I can ask for. 
Yeah, no, the Orioles have a lot to prove and Eovaldi has proven himself in big spots. He's also, you know, he's had his share of getting shelled, but I think with an opening day and a soft opponent and you know, they have their spots, but in the roster, but he, he should get it done for cheap there. That's my favorite part of uh, Sean. When we bring a guest on to talk about something yes. he doesn't know a lot about every time, every player, Sean's going to want you to affirm <laughs> that he's smart. So uh, I do it the same when we have Steve on for the golf the like, affirmation. That's pretty good. Hey it's- dude, I read your article and, I, <laughs> and I'm going to use your player. You think that's smart? Yes. Well, so these, these first couple are not, are not Chris picks. I, right. I, I Sorry, have some let's later move on. on. Who do you got? Who do you got to catch your Chris? So I went for value here in terms of savings for the rest of my, my roster here, but uh, he's a starting catcher for the Houston Astros, Martin Maldonado. He's got uh, Marco Gonzalez and the Seattle Mariners at home that day. And he's been known to come up in some big spots and it's not going to be a game in game out slugger necessarily, but he can steal bases. He's got some power behind him. His, his projected WRC plus isn't the highest, but it's not going to be from a character like himself. He's a great value plug-in player, and that's where I'm rolling. Nice, I like it. Value. Is it me, or or is the catcher position just just complete trash uh, this season? Because as I scroll up and down, it's funny because I originally had Maldonado in there just because he was so goddamn cheap. I ended up swapping him out. Uh, I went a different route. I I know I don't. I would love to know what Chris's take on on Haney. Is but I'm going with uh, I'm going with the opposing catcher again, just maybe like a mini punt here. Uh, but I'm going with Murphy uh, for the Oakland, the Oakland Athletics. Who are now? Uh, imagine this: the only team left in Oakland, Sean. Yeah, the only team left in Oakland. The sole survivor. Uh, so again, not much here other than fading a pitcher who I've loved to fade over the years, and Haney for the Angels. Sean. Yeah. Uh, catcher, I uh, I'm looking to save here because I went big with a couple of the outfield guys. I took uh, Yadier Molina, oh, a guy you know. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. A guy I've heard of. He's also only 3600. The OPS solid at mm. 692. Oh, look at you throwing stats out. I'm just reading what they have on DraftKings. But 3600 at home, I'll take it and I'll save some money uh, down the line there. Chris, what are you doing for first base? So this is the start of my stack, and I'm. I, you know, I did go the Sean route with this and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a Homer with my roster. And uh, <laughs> I went with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Max Muncie is 4,500 and he can be a big strikeout guy or a big bomb guy. And at home against Jeff Samarja and the giants, I'm going to take the lefty, which is opposing the righty and Samarja with Max Muncie. No risk it. No biscuit, baby. I like it. All right, let's get back to the team I told you about, the Cleveland Indians. I'm a big fan of Carlo, Mr. Mr. Carlos Santana, and you know I might be playing a stack myself. So mm, he sits that. in the middle of the Indians lineup. Uh, Sean, do you know who he, they're they're going against? I know you're probably a big. Da- is it Danny Duffy? Is that who they got? You're a big Danny Duffy guy, right? Oh yeah. No, no idea who that is. Trash. That's who he is. I, yeah, that's all I got, Sean. Carlos Santana. I'm going for the stack. I'm all in on the Indians. All right, I dig it. I'm going. I uh, kept it homery with Neil Walker, first baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies. The angle I liked oh, here is they're whoa. playing. They're playing the Marlins, <laughs> and Neil Walker was on the Marlins last year, so maybe he's got a little inside info. Mm. Maybe he can tip him off to the signals. I- I'm sure he's seen the pitcher in batting practice, so. Neil Walker, I, I think he's going to have a good angle, maybe a revenge spot, a Neil Walker revenge spot, and he's only thirty nine hundred bucks. That's my angle. Chris, what are you doing for second base? For second, I went back to the value side of things, and he moved over to the Red Sox. Jose Peraza, and he's always been a value back since when he was with the Reds. He's twenty eight hundred. Another one similar to Maldonado in terms of DFS that, I mean, you won't get a day in day out huge slugger, but he's got well-rounded potential there and he has his share of double digit games. And at that cost, trying to squeeze in an expensive stack, I couldn't say no there. And plus, Hey, making your home debut Kramer. Well, Sean, it's time to, uh, it's time to continue the stack. We're staying with the Indians. I, I I basically got the whole. I got. I think I have the first five guys. I think I did, did a full five man stack. 
Cesar Hernandez, top of the lineup. I does Danny Duffy get out of the fifth inning? That's what I want to know. Probably not. <laughs> Hopefully not for my lineup. I went with the the second baseman from Cleveland. I'm uh, I'm sticking with the Red Sox. I like this matchup against the Orioles. Give me Zoo Wei Lin. Again, I, I'm not familiar with, but he's only 4,200. Uh, young guy, it appears. And again, to me, it's just loading up against this Orioles yeah. team, getting a getting a mini stack going. And he's 4,200 bucks. So they, I think, they're also on the side of that the Red Sox are going to pull this out. I mean, right now my bookie has the Red Sox as a minus 235 on the money line. So. I think you're going to get a second baseman that's probably going to get a win, and uh, that's where I want to be. What about third base? What are you doing there, Chris? So I went back to my Dodger stack here, and should he start that day, uh, Chris Taylor, value there from is about a thousand dollars savings. He comes in at thirty six hundred uh, savings over Justin Turner is that is. So given that, if he starts, like I said, he he puts up some great value for an expensive stack, as well as he has a in my opinion, a subpar opposing pitcher that he's going against. And I couldn't say no to being a Homer here, but it's, it fits into the stack nicely too. Kramer. What about you on third base? Yep. Well, let's keep going. Jose Ramirez, baby Cleveland Indians sitting in the middle of that line. I I just can't, what time's this game at? I got to set my alarm. (laughs) I'm watching this whole one front to front to front or whatever you said earlier, Sean front to beginning. Uh, my, my stack continues Jose Ramirez. Okay. I like that. How much is he? He's 5,200 for me for the third base position. I uh, went to the San Diego Padres, Manny Machado. He's a guy I've heard of looking like coming off a 32 home <laughs> run season. Are you kidding me at home? Against the Diamondbacks, like that spot, and he's four thousand bucks. Feels pretty solid. Manny Machado rounding out the infield there, or the third base, and now we we close it out. Short Sean, you stop. know a little bit about rounding out uh, third base, right? <laughs> exactly. Been waved home a number of times. Not to brag. What are you doing at a shortstop here, Chris? So here I'm going with Corey Seager of the Dodgers as well. He projects for a 117 WRC plus this season through steamer projections and a 279 batting average. He also is another potent lefty who I think could definitely shell out Zamarja. And I'm all in on the late hammer with a late game here, five man stack. And he's going to be a nice portion of that, which I think is going to come around these probably batting sixth would be my guess if it's anything like last year, but yeah, I know he's starting and it should be a solid piece of the offense. I would suggest Sean. Yes. I, 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 there's a gap in my stack Okay, because I had to save some money and I love this guy when he was on the New York Yankees, DD Gregorius. He's a, he's a gamer. They got the, the shitty ass Marlins. Your Philly, Sean. I wanted to appeal to you. Yeah. No, I I like that. I don't I, know how you go from New York to Philly. What I a also did. Uh, I also did Gregorius. Yeah. He he was kind of rounding out my similar uh, NL stack there to it's, go with my AL mini stack of the the Red Sox. They kept. I. It, it's like they wanted to get rid of him, but he was just too good. Love that guy. Now we come to uh, three outfield spots. Maybe we just do them all as one big group oh here. God. No, no, we can't do that. That's too much, is it? No. I yeah. Let's let's throw put all the outfield together. What is your okay. starting outfield lineup, Chris, uh, for your uh, DFS uh, card here? I rounded out my Dodgers stack here with Jacques Peterson, another lefty taking on god awful Jeff Samarja, uh, opposing righty, and also I've got. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez and Eddie Rosario as part of a two-man Minnesota Twins stack. They do take on uh, Lucas Giolito, who had a great year last year, a fantastic outing. But he is still notorious to be shaky at times, and Minnesota absolutely on their offense. I've been a huge proponent of since what I saw them doing last season by bringing in Marwin Gonzalez as a leader in the locker room, and he's really versatile utility player. And Eddie Rosario is a monster, so. I like going against the grain there and depending on how ownership shakes out on Giolito might be a nice little edge to the stack as well. Sean. Yes. Is it my turn? Because 
I finish out my Cleveland stack here with Reyes, uh, the outfielder, the number, probably in the number five spot. I then, and he's, he's a uh, 4,400. So I have four, four Indians bats to go with one Indian pitcher. So we'll see how that goes. Prediction Kramer FML tour chimes in uh, Royals win eight to zero. Peterson, another guy I like. That's just that. That's a great. That's a juicy matchup. And the last guy, Sean. I only had twenty six hundred dollars. I don't know <laughs> shit about this guy, but his name is Sky Bolt. Oh hell yeah! And I, give me some. I Sky don't even Bolt. know if he's gonna start, but he's going against Haney, a guy I love to fade with the Los Angeles Angels. So yeah, I guess I have a little two man Murphy Bolt stack. <laughs> like it. All right, for my three. I, uh, I, ha- I you have to. I, I was trying to punt the position all together, but you have to play someone. It's annoying. Well, my three <laughs> outfielders. I got Mike Trout. Oh, a, he's what? awesome, and he's a huge Eagles fan. There he's he, from South Jersey, scumbag. Nah, come on, he's an Eagles scumbag. Fan. Friends with Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. Come on, Mike Trout. You got to load up on that guy. That's a winning formula. Fifty-seven hundred. I doubt anyone else in the public will be putting Mike Trout in their lineup, and then. Another uh, modern play. day A Rod, bro. Modern day A Rod. He's got to come to the Yankees to win a championship eventually. Give me Bryce Harper again. Just going Homer there, and my bargain play oh. of the season of the DFS stack: Brian Reynolds for the oh. Pittsburgh Pirates. Thought you're gonna go Sky Bolt as well. 16 home <laughs> runs, 314 average, and he's only 3400. dollars Oh, love, love it, love it. Remember, me and Sean are not experts. Listen to no, Chris. L- listen to Chris. Listen to <laughs> Will. And make sure you uh, give Chris a follow on Twitter at Topher Squints. Uh, that that is a uh, that's a Sandlot reference, right, Chris? It started as part of the nickname from uh, old friends, and it's because I have obvious vision problems. But I neglect wearing glasses, and I have to squint to see half of what I'm looking at, and so <laughs> it just kind of stuck with me. And so ever since I've gotten contacts and all that, but you know, still the nickname stuck. And la- can we plug the Slack? Space because yes. if you want more access to Chris or Will for that matter, you should head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash slack. There you go. Sign up. It's a uh, fun behind the scenes chat like room. Like everything else we do. Completely free yep. and uh yeah, Sh- late breaking stuff. Chris is always all over that. We have a baseball thread, a, a DFS thread, and uh we got you covered there. And uh, stay tuned. I'm sure Chris is going to have a ton of uh, content for us. Baseball, football, it's all happening. Thanks, uh, Chris, for calling in. Anything else you want to throw out there? Just uh, looking forward to this weekend. Hope everyone enjoys it. Be safe and let's make some money. Yeah. Like it. Go Dodgers. <laughs> Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Who will beat the, uh, Go the hated Giants at home to kick Ooh. off the season? That's my prediction. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Baseball's back, Sean. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>